Because the peanut butter jar was there and the dog looked hungry. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And on that note. <laughs> Welcome to the Hype Attack Podcast, where we weigh in on the latest in nerd and pop culture hype. We, 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 we are the We're the excited conversation we all have with our friends about the nerdy things we love and geek about. We, we are, are the Hype Attack. I am the Hype! That's right, everybody. We are the Hype. Welcome back to a uh, <laughs> great another episode of the Hype Attack Podcast. This is Doug speaking right now. I'm here, as always, with Isaac, up? Rudy, Yo. and the main hype man himself, Jermaine. What's up? <laughs> 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 dance party. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. Uh, well, as song. always, how'd we all nerd this week? Anybody? All right. Okay, so... Did some stuff, man. It's I I, I realized that like my my uh, you know week in review turned has turned into a, a bit of a, a, a like movie review corner. Yeah, and that's totally fine. I've but, noticed that too. And <laughs> I got nothing else to do. Movies is just my thing, man. But uh, I might have you beat this week. Really? I watched like seven movies. Fuck. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I only saw three, and and I think in the in then by the time this episode drops, uh, I should already have my little. Forehead, forehead, uh, film, uh, Instagram up. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna start that thing and kind of link it to the the podcast page. But uh, since the last time we recorded, I did a few things, mainly movie stuff. But one of the, the main things that I saw was Paramore with my wife. That was so much fun. Uh, I'm not into that music scene, that music genre, but it's, I'm just not. I'm like the Rachel, only person I know. Rachel, are your feelings hurt right now? <laughs> I'm the only person that I know that's never been into the, like that scene, but that's totally fine. I'm I'm quirky that way. But it was it was a blast of a show. Billie Eilish uh, did a little guest spot towards the end. Oh, that's fun. That was a lot of fun, dude. Yeah. Uh, I think the video is up right now on my Instagram. A uh, little little compilation video that I did. Uh, but movies, I saw a few movies. I didn't see seven movies. I like, lied. It was five. You just got to you just got to <laughs> one up. You just got to wet some mouth on that. You have to two up me. Uh, I saw <laughs> any day, any night. I saw uh, the Haunted Mansion. Disney's the Haunted Mansion. Uh, definitely go see that movie. It it's a very ra- well rounded movie. the The cast is wonderful. Um, there's comedy. There's the Disneyisms, and and there's heart in that. I think we teared up a couple of times throughout that movie. My heart. Did you say yeah. Disneyism. <sighs> Gross. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Mark that. That's coming back. That was a clean one, too. (laughs) Motherfucker, practice that shit. (laughs) Yuck, yuck. Disney so we don't want to hear your role play stuff. You know, so, we don't want to hear that I'm, role I'm play. I'm blushing. So go see the Haunted Mansion. I, <laughs> I saw. Yeah. Sorry, I completely forgot that when we came out. I'm like, fucking have to add that to the to the queue now. I'm surprised uh, Rachel hasn't come for me yet. Add it to the top. I've been seeing so many headlines that are just like Disney needs to stop this shit. They're losing money. This sucked. It was a good one. I mean, it looked good. <laughs> I was excited for it. It, it, it um, even from the trailers, I was like, you know, this is like an interesting uh, take on it. And and as the movie, you know, uh, rolled out. It was 
even better than I expected it to be. So uh, definitely want to check out. Uh, we also saw A24's new horror, summer horror movie, uh, Talk to Me. Again, also another good horror flick. Yeah, it's it's uh, the synops- I did hear that had one of the best horror movie reviews. Like the numbers for it was pretty high. It looked for, really for good. What, what was good about it is that it didn't do what like upcoming movies like The Nun are probably going to do with like cheap jump. It didn't. It did not do cheap jump scares. Uh, like the the scare devices that it it used, it did so within the realm of the story. So like it was all balanced. I will say though, surprisingly, for an hour thirty minute movie, it felt a little longer. It felt like a two hour movie, which isn't a good thing, but it's yeah. not a, it wasn't a terrible thing. Uh, definitely check that one out if you love A twenty four. You know it always pumps out good movies, good twists and turns in that movie. And then lastly, uh, I'm not going to say a lot about this because you guys haven't seen it yet. But mind you, it's we saw it you know just the other night. Uh, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. Just a perfect movie. So much fun. The soundtrack, the the voice talent, uh, the story, the stylized uh, animation, everything about it is super, super duper good. And uh, we don't promise excited. anything, but next week should be our review f- or yeah. our episode for that. But we don't promise nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and more specifically, like with me, I... I was always peripherally aware of the turtles. I've seen like the 90, 90s or eighties, uh, the live action movies. Mm. Oh, when the very was first it like TMNT? late eighties yeah. or uh, early God, 90s. I looked this up earlier. Those movies I watched over and over as or is a it kid. The cartoon I'm thinking about. Yeah, no, the cartoons car- I didn't watch much of, and like the more recent cartoons I didn't watch. I actually didn't see any of the Michael Bay TMNT. Mm-hmm. Uh, but knowing that you guys are That's big fine. fans of it, <laughs> uh, you got like I. We walked out of that just chittering about the movie, my wife and I. Uh, and I think you guys are going to fucking love the hell out of it. That's what I did. Oh, I love anything TMNT. I'm really excited to do a whole uh, episode about Ninja Turtles because there's a lot to it. 1990 was the original live action movie. Cool. Yes, I was about to say that. The year I was born. Jermaine? I... Uh Finally watched what is it sixty five with uh, oh Adam Driver yeah Adam Driver the the dinosaur yeah hold, what the fuck is that like I I've seen the marquee for it but I don't know what the <laughs> fuck it is I got, I was really excited when the trailer drops but then I've heard it's bad but it's okay like it's one of those that I'm glad I didn't pay for it <laughs> <laughs> like it's just a the movie just happened like it's just one of those things like you know you watch the movie and there's really nothing so Adam Driver's character like he has a family and his daughter's sick but he's gonna go off for two years because he's doing like these i guess carrier missions you know where he's in space yeah just taking cargo and his ship gets in an accident and he's carrying people but there's only two people left it's him and a young girl and and you find out that they crash land on, on like prehistoric earth and they just have to survive get back to the other broken half of the ship, you know, to get off planet and send out a beacon. But it was, it was just so simple and there was nothing like kind of like meaningful that happened in the story besides just, you know, the mirror image of just like, like him having to protect this girl that kind of reminded him of his sick daughter. But that was about it. Like there was nothing really, you know, special, even with the dinosaurs, like, like I, I, I can't really say there was like a, cool moment you know that actually like i i watched it i'm like that's a memorable moment any twists in that movie 
Like, is it is it Earth? Like, that's the thing. Like, I feel like it's like it 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 was prehistoric Earth. So this world where he's you know from, mm-hmm. like, it was like I think it was supposed to be like sixty five million years ago or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Like but that was the name. But their world exists out there. But it's just showing that there's other. Oh, so they're they're not from Earth. No, they're not and from like, Earth. I was about to ask. It's a different like a time. Yeah, travel? like it's a different time travel. No, it's not time travel. Like this is like like he crash lands on earth because he gets into like like a asteroid belt or whatever there was no time travel no mm. nothing like it because i don't know it was whatever to the, me the formula was there though for like some cool like campy movie it's like dude with lasers fighting dinosaurs like, <laughs> fucking, know, like I'm yeah. i did read an that's exactly what i thought too an article that brought up the technology in it though mm. and that was really praising that like the technology like he used not like the oh, technology okay, yeah, to make the movie it, yeah. but like the in-movie technology was yeah, like a yeah, yeah, yeah. a mix of like practical with special mm-hmm, effects, and people were just mm-hmm. like, "This is how sci-fi technology mm-hmm. should be used." I don't know, really random. No, no, I know what you're trying to do. <laughs> you're trying to connect it to Star Trek. Segway. Oh, that's happening. Segway. <laughs> <laughs> but the one thing that I really liked though that I uh, I watched the first season and the second season is like just just started i think we were maybe two episodes i don't know if you guys ever heard of uh the uncanny counter so so it's like a korean show that's on on netflix it has a sprinkle of uh bleach in there hmm. like just a sprinkle so it's these um so it's demon hunters pose as workers in a noodle shop in, in, <laughs> in. in an effort to catch evil spirits but it's one of these things like where you have this group that's already there one of their team members dies, and as he dies, soul orb comes out of him, and it goes and it l- finds somebody else. And it's this like kid that's in high school, like he's like a geeky kid, like he has like a limp, you know, because he got into an accident, which you'll find out if you uh, watch the show why he has a limp. But it's just just you know him coming on this team, and he's you know finding out like why he's there, and everybody ha- has like a. A special ability like it's almost like bleach meets x-men in a sense i love the show because it's based off of like a webtoon series so therefore like it has all the anime like ridiculous like funny moments but it also has the serious moments the drama crying and all that stuff and it's just (laughs) one of those things like like, emotions gross but it's just these people going out trying to hunt demons because like when somebody kills somebody they get possessed by a demon and the girl can kind of like sense things like you know oh there's a demon here in the city over there and you have like the strong man and you have like the healer and then you have like the new main character that comes in like he has like all the special abilities like they can die but there's 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 places that i Forget the term that they use, but it's like a energy field. And if they're in this energy field, they're, they get stronger and they can't die when they're in this energy field. But if they don't have the energy field, they there's an opportunity for them to die. But this guy can tap into that. And that's one of his powers. But it's like a good show. The humor is like spot on. Like I love the action in there. The once again, the humor, but it's just one of those things like it's not, you know, like a Hollywood production, but it's but it's done well enough where 
it just fits. Is but it, that's one of my new shows. That is I'm it live action? Right yes, it's live action. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's live action. It sounds like a lot to get your mouth around. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop with your looks, man. That's just how I joke. God. I like the way you joke. Thank you. <laughs> no diggity. No diggity. No doubt. Got to oh. ball it, ball it up. <laughs> and silence. Um, uh, no, that's interesting. Uh, as soon as you said uncanny, what was it called? Uncanny. Uncanny counter. The uncanny counter. Yeah, I was like, uncanny, uncanny X-Men. And then yeah. you were like, it's like the X-Men. I was like, ah! <laughs> that was, and then you're I didn't hear anything you said because in my head I was like, yeah. You could use that in the fucking title. It better be a goddamn reference. <laughs> we strive to get so oh, oh, oh. Wondered. Speaking of X Men, this, this is random. I just heard this guy break down. That's where we live. I never put it together, but this guy broke down and now I can't unhear it. He says the the animated X-Men movie, the theme song, he's like, I can't unhear Whitney Houston. I'm your baby tonight. The, na, 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 na. I'm your baby tonight. And I was like, you did this to me and I can't. And I, can't <laughs> I don't think un- I know that song. You know the X-Men theme song. But we get flagged if we play Probably. We can, not on YouTube, huh? You, <sighs> you can do like mean, a couple seconds. If you're, if you're commenting on it, if you're dissecting it, if you're yeah. analyzing it, then... It's fair use. What's it called? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm your baby the, tonight. Yeah, I'm your baby tonight. <laughs> X-Men crossover. <laughs> but yeah, but, <laughs> but ever since I saw that, I'm like, now I can't unhear Whitney Houston in the X-Men theme song anymore. Oh, wait, look at her hair. I found the, oh, I don't know if my sound's on. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to play it in my head. And then... Oh, my. You hear it, right? Oh, you hear it? Now, now you need to listen to the clean Whitney Houston song just to see how close that is. I, that you, was the you, Whitney Houston song. Yeah, that song. was the Whitney Houston. Yeah. Are you sure? It just it doesn't sound yeah. good through the mic. Are you sure? That yeah. was. Damn, I thought I heard. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. there it is. No, no, was, there is. I thought, that, oh, gosh, I, I thought <laughs> that was the X-Men. <laughs> I totally did. Oh, man. No, that's the X. Yeah, like, it's it's in there. And I'm like, I I just can't. Is that the Whitney Houston one? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's that intro, though. Oh, oh no. Let him match it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Right? For those of you listening that like X-Men, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I did this to you. Wow. I know. Really? Yeah. How'd you nerd? Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, Jermaine. <laughs> Putting that shit. I can't be the only one. Um... I'm I'm feeling my age, man. Like my birthday's coming up. Like I'm feeling every four decades of of life on this planet because I can't remember what the fuck I did last weekend. Gonna be a four zero, the old round forty, little 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 north of that. What I'm saying, I'm feeling all of them right now. Um, Forty two. No, (laughs) I'll be forty one next month. Forty three. Forty four. He'll be for this month. My age to me, the daily double is prune juice and enema. But like a fucking <laughs> brought the room down. I'm sorry about that. We'll cut but all that out. I'm not yeah. one foot in the grave. I'm like up to my fucking knee now. <laughs> what's um, funny? What's funny is to quickly jump. I'm sorry. Yeah. Is do you ever talk to people that are like a decade older, two, three decades older, and they look at you and they go, oh, "I wish I was your age," kind of thing. All the time. Yeah. People that work be like, "Oh, you're still young." I'm like, "How old are you? I'm 50. I'm 10 years younger than you." <laughs> like we were almost born in the same hospital. I'm like, yeah. Like, <laughs> No, but ten I'm years though. I'm gonna start though. cussing at him and like punching people. When, 
Don't say it. Ten years will go by quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I want to have a glimmer of hope. <laughs> You've already Stop taken it. away the X Men thing from me. <laughs> um, I did start watching Twisted Metal. No, I know. I know. Doug started watching Twisted Metal too. Um, it's not as bad as I was as I was fearing it was going to be. Okay, that's the, pretty much all I can say about it. Like okay. I, I want to finish it and then give like a proper review. But all episodes are out now. Yes. Okay. Thirty minute episodes. And you have, have watched how many? Four. And I, I, I was totally on my phone when that great joke about the stealth mode, and you came in and told it to me, and I was like, and I was still like processing, like, what did Rudy say? It's like, oh, oh, and it, it, it was a good joke. He, right. Yeah, he, he, he's playing that, you know, that fast talking, idiot, joking, you know, yeah, <laughs> kind of type of character. But the two main characters are driving, and, and it's at night, and they, they hear something. He goes activating stealth mode and he just turns off his headlights <laughs> and the character in the, in the passenger seat is looking at him like you're a fucking idiot <laughs> and then all of a sudden because it's, it's dark pitch black and all of a sudden they're they're surrounded by other vehicles that turn the lights on and he just he's looking around going oh shit they have stealth mode too <laughs> <laughs> it's it one of those throwaway fucking lines I like that, that I, just, I had to stop I'm like fuck it got me <laughs> I love silliness like that I like I like writing like that yeah, that reminds me of like the Christopher Nolan Batman when he went stealth mode. I was like, did he just turn off his lights? <laughs> yeah, like he did the same thing. And I was like, oh my god. Yeah, but his shit was cooler though because like he <laughs> off the lights and the whole thing's like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Twisted Metal. Uh, it's it has <laughs> like, I mean, other than like some characters and there's cars, it doesn't feel like the game at all. Do we have a flaming headed? He does his his head is not on fire, but Sweet Tooth is in it. Okay, Sweet Tooth. Um, yeah. yeah, like other than yeah, exactly. Other than some characters and there's some cars and stuff like that, it, it doesn't feel like the game. Um, but because the game is a tournament, that's the storyline. Yeah, the game is a tournament. It's not funny. It's it's generally like a dark, twisted. I guess with some comedic beats, at least the original ones. Um, which, by the way, they're uh, Twisted Metal Two. I think is free right now on the PlayStation Store, and I like looked at the screenshots and like I do not re- remember that game looking so bad. <laughs> I mean, at the time, I guess that was top notch graphics, but yeah. I, like in my head, it's like, oh yeah, you were these cars driving around. It's like, oh no, you're apparently just a triangle driving around <laughs> against a rectangle. <laughs> why do you think? Uh, why do you think they they went the route of being a comedic show? Uh. Well, that's what I was gonna say. It, it ends up almost being like funny Mad Max in a way. I'm I'm kind of glad they went that way because we've had so many serious post-apocalyptic uh, shows, like The Last of Us and everything that just came out. Mm-hmm. And so to kind of just say like, yeah, we'll be the comedic, actiony version within okay. that genre, and so it works. And the comedy so far has been pretty good, and. The action, I am surprised. One, I'm surprised that they're doing 30-minute episodes. Two, not every episode has had, like, car action, which is kind of, like, the whole point of wanting to like mm. wanting a Twisted Metal show or movie is the car action. Um, but they've done some pretty creative stuff with the car thing. Is it better than Death Race? <laughs> Do you guys remember that one? I remember, I, my, I mean, my whole disappointment with Death Race was, like, this isn't twisted metal, twisted metal. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a few beers. Um, <laughs> anyway, is that all you nerded out with? This? That's all I can remember. I mean, uh. there was a lot of napping. It's oh, so napping hot. is great. <laughs> napping <laughs> is pretty much nerd life, right? Though. Yeah, I, I walk out of my room where we have my wife has the air conditioner going, and the rest of the house is just sweltering. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, I'm going to go out and it's do something. And like, I open the door and I turn right back around and lay down on the bed. I'm going to do nothing today. And I feel bad because my gaming PC is like just an extra heater in that room. It's already <laughs> hot from the sun. And then I'm playing Diablo and my computer's just screaming. And I don't know because my headphones are on. Actually, I, I've had to stop playing with, with my headphones because I, it's just it's just an extra layer of sweat going I, on. I walked in and you're playing the game. Why do you why do you wear a parka as you're playing the game? It's, it's a little excessive. <laughs> uh, I know it, it's going to be like a couple of weeks from you being sick, but... Uh, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm better. 100% um, would you say? Yeah. Like I have like a lot of residual gas which <laughs> like I was a and fart windows machine are closed. before. <laughs> now I'm fucking the machine gun on on auto fire like just, <laughs> But uh, other than that, no, I'm tip top. Okay. Cool. Thank you for asking. You're very welcome. I worry well, about you sometimes. My eyes are a little swollen though. <laughs> I am you so son sorry. of a bitch. Not my fault. My wife warned me. So uh, Rudy sometimes picks me up uh, to come do these podcasts, and he he was waiting inside my place, and I have two cats. I oh, didn't know that he was cats? allergic to cats. The catergies. But he's been in my place a time or two, yeah. and he was fine. But in those moments, you were sitting at our kitchen table, which is like far away from the couch, which is where they fucking rest the most. And so I come out of the room, and you're just like rubbing your eyes like oh. crazy. And you're like, <laughs> so so I'm waiting for this fool to shower, and I'm like, ah, I won't watch him. I'll just sit on the couch because the couch is more comfortable. <laughs> and I'm, I'm watching videos on my phone, and like I'm getting comfortable. And I'm like, oh man, this is it's a nice couch. And oh man, this is oh, getting a little tired. And I started rubbing my eyes. Oh god. And you know, I was good for a minute, and then you know he comes out of the shower and he's puttering around, and all of a sudden I just feel the, the heat oh, yeah. in my eyes, the stinging. I'm like, oh shit, there it is. I'm like, we gotta go, we gotta go. What's happening right now? He looks stoned. My catergies used to be so bad because I used to wear glasses, mm-hmm. and my eyes would just squirt. <laughs> my glasses oh. would like would be like it, it rained, but on the inside because Ooh. my eyes were just like. <laughs> Good lord! Yeah, it was horrible. I've gotten Jesus. better, but every once in a while, when I go to someone's house that has cats, I'll be like, "I'm fine, I'm fine." Oh god, this is miserable. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, fine. Rudy. Thank you again for picking me up. The bitch of it, though, though, we're on the way, and like I could feel the itching starting to subside. I'm yeah. Like, oh, thank God. I'm like I'm fine, but then I feel like it's this weird sensation <laughs> in my left eye. And we get to my house, or we get to the house, and I walk into the bathroom, and I take my sunglasses off. And I could see the whole left side of my face, especially that pouch in my left eye. Yeah, looking at it right now. Oh, I God. was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, he, he walked, as we're setting up in here, and after he showers, he, he comes into the room and goes, motherfucker. <laughs> and I look at his face and go, oh, God, I'm sorry. She looked like Will Smith from here. <laughs> I put on my, my panic voice, like, babe, what's happening? She comes running with the, with the Benadryl, so... I don't know how long I'm going to make it through this this podcast. But it might turn into a zombie. We're going to chug along. Yeah, I mean, we're <clears> like 30 <throat> minutes in, and we're still talking about how we nerded out. Well, which that, I'll, I'll make mine really quick. Uh, so there's a board game called Robinson Crusoe. It's a co-op survival game that's hard as shit. My friends and I tried it a couple weeks ago, got our asses kicked, and then we spent two weeks like messaging each other. It's like, I think we need to get more wood. I think that's the trick, blah, blah, blah. And so we, we played it this last weekend, and uh, we beat it. We beat the first scenario. And then we tried the second scenario and got our asses kicked. So but I think we right? might have been playing wrong. The wood was right? The wood was right. Definitely trying to get shelter. and Because when that snor- storm hits, you just start dying. So it was like sacrifice some, like not eat some nights just so you can go get more wood. Uh, but other than that, I watched uh, Oppenheimer. I watched Barbie. I did the whole thing. Barbie, 
Oppenheimer, there's not much to say about it. It's Christopher Nolan's fun, blah, blah, blah. Barbie reminded me that movies could be fun. Mm-hmm. Not just like the story, but just the way they do it, the mm-hmm. sets, the acting, the sto- like everything was, it was so pleasant to see. It was so refreshing to see because I, I feel like so many movies right now are trying to be this like gritty, grounded, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, movies are a visual audio experience and i think it's important that we continue to do that Mm. Um, did you like the message of the movie yeah i i I think the message was i mean it was very like here's a lecture but i think it's important and i think a lot of people need to hear that uh because you know i i've been pretty fortunate in my life to have a lot of girls that are friends and and are very open and talk to me about those kind of things and and i think sadly I mean, I don't want to be lecturing here, too. Sadly, I think there are a lot of men, especially younger men uh, in the world that really have never had that conversation with women about how what it is just just to be a woman. Yeah. And and I, I, I do want to, like, encourage any of our male listeners to have that conversation, like ask a girl, a sister, a friend or someone just just ask them because yeah. there is a lot and, and don't interrupt them and don't gaslight them and say, ah, it's your hormones. And yeah. We're trying to explain it. Or yeah. Or de- like devalue the, what they're going through and shit like that. So yeah. I, I like the message of the movie a lot. Yeah. And, and Alan fucking Alan <laughs> Michael's uh, Michael, Michael, Sarah. Yeah. Michael, Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also finally watched werewolves within and that's mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, it was like a simple who. I mean, that was based off of the game Werewolves Within, which yeah. was a who done it. Who's yeah. the werewolf? Which I, I kind of want to play that game. I think it, there's a second one. right? Movie straightforward, good acting, good comedy, yeah. good stuff. We line of ain't trip. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, other than that, I finally watched. Uh, I watched the movie Life. I watched uh, Knock at the Cabin, M Night Shyamalan's movie. Yeah. I I mean I don't have much to say about that other than I appreciate that it like got right into it, and Batista's yeah. fun. I did yeah. watch that one as well. I did did, did uh, forget to mention that because that skipped my mind, but. Like you said, it was it was one of those. Eh. Like yeah, the, movie. the twist wasn't there, and like I know it, it was happened. supposed to like you were supposed to be um, uh, on the edge of your seat. It's like, is this really happening? Mm-hmm. Is because they they did a good job like seeding value, right? Well, they did a good job seeding the doubt yeah. of yeah, yeah, yeah. if these people were telling the truth. But like, mm-hmm. I, I, just, I like I found myself not caring. Like, I don't care if it's happening or not. Like, it, I, I cared about the characters mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But that as was, far as that like, was the, it for me too. It was I I wanted like. Whether or not I believe that it was actually happening or not, it, I wasn't too invested in that. It was more of like, do the characters believe in it enough to save themselves? Yeah. No, but it wasn't one of the, like, it didn't really have like like a payoff for me. Like it was an mm. interesting concept, but because I knew from the beginning that it wasn't going to be like uh, the cabin in the woods. Yeah. That movie was over the top, <laughs> but the payoff at the end, like. I like the ending. Like it was such like a ridiculous over the top ending that I felt like this movie wasn't going to do anything yeah. like that. And even if it scales and all that stuff, like whether you believed it or not, like, it was just one of those things like I, because the three characters, like I didn't really care too much for them. Not because of, you know, who they because were. Because they were gay. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't give a shit. Yikes. Um, no. But also. <laughs> But also the fuck the, right off. <laughs> the, I'll, say it, the, I'll say it in real life. Fuck right off. <laughs> no, but it wasn't even that. Like we're joking. We're I, joking. I just like if I feel for the characters, you know, then I'll care. But even the you know quote unquote four horsemen that came, like mm. 
I really didn't care for them either. Like, yeah, there was nothing about them. And, that and I, I guess that was the downfall of them getting right into it. Yeah, was yeah, that yeah, yeah, they yeah. didn't give us a chance to to care for them. We got mm-hmm. the flashbacks. They oh, tried yeah, yeah, to. And I, well, yeah. I was gonna say I, I do appreciate that some of the 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 story choices they made fit into that doubt. Right, mm-hmm. the fact that there was a gay couple uh, allowed them to think like, or the one the one guy definitely thought like, oh, we're just being targeted because we're yeah. gay. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I. I like when those kind of movies or like a horror movie mm-hmm. puts those plot devices in that gives you a reasonable belief that these characters would be not believing what's happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Just like the, the evil dead reboot, the first one oh, yeah, I was just where she was, that. she was coming down. Mm-hmm. Like they brought, they went to the cabin because she was a heroin addict. Oh, yeah. Like that's, that was so amazing to me because it's like, okay, when she starts saying things like, oh, you're just, you're just coming down. You're just having <laughs> right? withdrawals. Because it's like, it, it, me personally, like the second some weird shit starts happening, like yeah. in a cabin, it's like, yeah, let's go. I don't care what the down payment was. Like, I don't care what we, we paid. It's like, oh, you're seeing devils? Yeah, we could probably go. Or at least like you can go and come pick me up for something. And you're the first to die before yeah. the apocalypse yeah. ends. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm the first to die. I'll see you guys later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Apocalypse. uh, Yay, Doomsday. The war movie? (laughs) The character? That's Apocalypse now. (laughs) Superman's villain? We did mention a few Apocalypse things. I mean, two. We mentioned Twisted Metal, which is a post-apocalyptic story. And I mentioned uh, Knock at the Cabin, which... You know, was yeah the four horsemen bringing the apocalypse unless one of them sacrificed themselves or whatever. Uh, and this is a topic that I'm sure every group of at least men have had that conversation about. Like, what what would you do with the apocalypse? Came like I'm going to survive this. I have a bow and arrow. I can survive this. Not really. You, you almost <laughs> no. sounded like Adam Sandler in the beginning when you <laughs> when you was like, oh, what are you going to do? Is that what I do? What do you, or I guess let's start with what do you think is the fascination with these post-apocalyptic stories? I think what what makes it interesting as far as like in the entertainment realm of uh, post-apocalyptic shows or movies is the playing with what would society, how would society be if it didn't have its constructs that keep us together. And I and I, I mentioned an episode or two before of like we all lost our shit during the pandemic, the pandy as I call it, and we're fighting over fucking. Toilet paper. Well, yeah. we know toilet paper is going to be gone. So toilet paper going to be gone. Uh, I think they played with that idea in, in The Last of Us, but oh, I think it was like tampons, wasn't it? Yeah. But but the whole thing is like, how would society w- would society like still hold itself together? Oh no, it would crumble. Like it would be yeah, everybody for themselves. Do you guys remember when uh, Popeyes had those chicken sandwiches <laughs> and people were Quick, dying, dying, hurry. going hurry, you know, like yeah. dying, like cutting people in the line and, you know, people were breaking when the I remember like, the chicken sandwich war I of just 2022. Think with, with chicken sandwiches and toilet paper, that's all I need to know that that yeah. lets me think that if, if, if Armageddon ever happened, and this is crazy because I used to think, used to think that like if if humankind ever had to deal with something like, let's say, like an alien invasion, you know, on that level, I used to think, you know what, that might bring everybody together and like and <laughs> like be together. like be no. like we don't face the threat. I can see that we yeah. don't care, you know, like what creed, you know, what race, you know, religion, you know, whatever it may be. Like they're a coming to kill enemy. us. They're 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 coming to kill us. 
and we gotta you know survive by any means necessary. So we're gonna band together. But after all these things that I've been seeing over the years, no, I don't think so. Well, the the chicken sandwich thing was influenced by the internet, and I think that's I, I would say a lot of like current behaviors that we as a, a species has mm-hmm. is very heavily internet influenced. Don't you and talk so, bad about the internet? I love the internet. No, I love Internet's the internet best. too. It brings me porn and games. <laughs> um, but I would say like, I'd like to think, I mean, if the, if the apocalypse happened and we lost the internet, there'd be pure panic at first because people mm. wouldn't know what to do with their hands. People would just be like holding rocks and swiping. Um, <laughs> but uh, I just I, mean, I still think it. people would go crazy. I don't know. It, it all depends. I, I think about it a lot. Like my parents' neighborhood or the neighborhood I grew up in, like, that was a tight knit neighborhood. I could see mm-hmm. if like something happened, that whole street coming together and be like, we're going to barricade off this street. We're going to work mm-hmm. together. They have like backyards. We can start planting crops and stuff like that. Like this neighborhood that we live in now, I, I, I talked to my neighbor today and he looked legitimately surprised that I was talking to him. <laughs> like I got out of my car and I was like, Hey, how's it going? He's like, Oh, uh, you were still in your car when I walked by. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> that is a sad thing of like <laughs> living in Southern California. But my thing is this, like it's, it's those, those people that, the Walking Dead is about, you know, like the people are the danger. And I look at The Purge. I still didn't watch like any of those. I haven't watched any of them. I look at those type of situations and it's just yes, there would be people out there that would that would bond, you know, that would have that fortitude, you know, that would try to do something to survive. But then you have all the like the rampaging people out there that that would just cause chaos and anarchy you know because that's like what they feel like this is what's gonna make us survive like these people over here we need to go steal from them because we need what they have rather than just going over there and be like can we help yeah i mean i I look at it that way i think there's gonna be genuine distrust between a lot of people i guess what i was getting with my question though is like I mean, maybe it's just me. I feel like I've ran into so many people that are obsessed with the idea of it, like really happening. And like, I guess you, you'd think about like the preppers or just people will talk. I mean, like there's a lot oh, of people yeah, that people almost want it to happen. Prepped right now. Yeah. That water, canned food, like not for days, for years. Well, there are there are a, a few movies and shows that have a their own version of po- post-apocalyptic worlds that are close to maybe something we uh, have touched on or have went through. Like, as far as the pandemic, and, and this movie came out, oh, I don't know what year, but it came out uh, a while ago, way before the uh, the COVID, 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 uh, the coronavirus, was uh, the movie Contagion. Mm. With, uh, was it, uh, oh my God, I always forget her name, Titanic. Kate Winslet. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. But, but that one, it wasn't like, uh, it, it 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 wasn't like a crazy like it's gonna melt your face off kind of thing uh, uh, contagion or virus, but it was something like like what we were experiencing. But it's like, what if it was just a little bit a little more dangerous, you know? And then they played with that idea of, and I don't know if, it, if you would consider it a post apocalyptic. Like it, I put it in my honorable mentions of post apocalyptic worlds, but it 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 uh, expanded on like how how would we be as a society and and when you watch that movie and it was a couple of years ago you go <laughs> no we'll we'll band together and i we have faith in society and then it actually fucking happened yeah and we're fighting over fucking toilet paper mm-hmm. yeah 
like I when I saw that I saw the videos of people fighting over TP I I lost so much faith in humanity I really did and it has yet to be restored. <laughs> well, I think part of the problem would be if something were to happen. I think I would I would equate it almost similar to like homelessness. Like if you lose your home, I think your first reaction is going to be like I'm going to keep everything I can because this is temporary. I'm going to be back in home and I don't want to have to like rebuy all this stuff. And so I think if something were to happen, especially if it was something slow, like a pandemic, um, which could be quick also, there would be that like desire or maybe hope that like things are going to get returned mm. back to normal pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know what? Yeah. I, I am just going to grab all this toilet paper. Cause like this is temporary. Like they'll get toilet paper eventually too. blah, blah, blah. But it would be like that slow, realization they're like oh shit's shit's done Mm -hmm. like fuck toilet paper i'm just like we're just gonna figure out something else but like at first i think it's just because people wouldn't want to let go of that comfort Mm -hmm. because it's in their head it's going to be temporary well that's exactly it is is what's fascinating about post-apocalypse the topic of post-apocalypse is they you know comfort items luxury items are exactly that they're 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 like whoa they're rare so when you watch the show the last of us they play on that and like what you have a you know a a movie a book like nothing else exists because when you have all the things that you need to actually survive in life water housing a bed to sleep in uh food things are all easily accessible that we take them so for granted Mm -hmm. right and when any one of those things go away we freak out Mm -hmm. and then we turn into the animals that we really are yeah. You know, and, and that's the whole idea of the whole post post apocalypse thing is like what do you turn into mm-hmm. See, when like, shit I look really at the goes whole down? Thing like, like, is Jermaine gonna be out there unaliving people? <laughs> oh yeah. Big time. I, I, you got your guns out right now, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but Oh god, someone else fucking said it, man. I'm my, <laughs> I'm looking at the, the monitors here and I'm like, man, he is he's, a specimen. Yeah, he's glistening. Time to put on my shit. Oh, no, I spilled my water <laughs> on you. I think my but headphone jack came unplugged. I need to crawl underneath the table. My thing with the 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 <laughs> fantasy of, like, the apocalyptic world, I think it's, it's a little bit of, like, what would it be? What would it look like? How, how would people react? But also the core fantasy of it, I guess, for each person is how would you react and how would you handle your yourself in a situation and for me my fan like i've you know i've always fantasized about this thing you know just me being a nerd and watching all these you know movies and things like that like i feel like i would handle it well but i feel like family wise and 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 people that i surround myself with if it's if it's just me i feel like i'm good like i'm golden but if but if I have to uh, partner myself with certain people, that's when I think the disaster and all that stuff is going to come forth and take place. Because my mindset, me having to be with somebody, like I'm more of like a book of Eli. Like I would, rogue-wise, like I feel like I can handle myself like if it's just me. But that's all I'm saying. The solo act. <laughs> yeah. So... I, I so you, you brought up like the fantasy of the apocalypse mm-hmm. thing and I, I agree with you. I think a lot of people do fantasize like how they would act or what it would be. I I kind of equate the fantasy to homesteading, which I think the pandemic also kind of uh, increased that interest in 
in homesteading. And I, and I think the fantasy with homesteading is the fact that so many of our jobs now have been inflated with bullshit where you're, you're, we're no longer just doing the job. We have to take, take pictures before and after of our job and Ugh. file reports. Ugh. And like, you know, we have all these safety, right? Like safety meetings and stuff like that. Safety, safety, shmafety. I deal with that all the time. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying this stuff's unimportant, but I think <laughs> anyone out there, cause like I work construction, but I have friends in offices and, and retail and everything like that. Like we all just deal with so much bullshit in our jobs. Mm-hmm. I think there is a certain appeal to like, I want to work, for pure gain like and that's the homesteading thing or the apocalypse even where it's like my work will be to build a wall that gives me defense and it's like i don't have to file a report for it like i built a wall it's giving me defense i go hunt i get food like it's that immediate um reward that maybe Mm -hmm. is even within our genetics right like this is animalistic survival Mm -hmm. oh yeah that we are just not living in and it's it's funny because in my job sorry hold on no no you're totally totally fine (laughs) um get them dug there's there's days in my job where like um i'm literally like cleaning uh light fixtures because out here in anaheim there's hard water and so the fixtures get like lime and i go out there with a razor knife and scrape them so they look good for all the disney tourists (laughs) and i'll like send a picture like oh this is my day i mean i get paid good money to go scrape lights i'm not complaining but then some of my friends will say it's like you get immediate results like that's awesome Hmm. like you're scraping and you get to see it clean and then you get to move on to the next one and i realized just how much like work out there is so just bullshit and you're not seeing the results you're not getting anything you just get a paycheck in a couple weeks or every week or whatever i think that is one of the major draws for a lot of people for something like the apocalypse is like that reset of going back to the work i put in is an immediate reward that i get and there's no bullshit and i'm gonna get shot by my neighbor (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) for all the work i just did (laughs) so so my question about this in a post post apocalyptic world you have three scenarios which ones would you choose? You could either A, go rogue, like uh, Jermaine mentioned, and you go solo. Um, but would you go solo in a fortification or you just roam, roam the world? Two, you form a, a group, a collective a community, and try to hunker down and you know defend that. Or three, you go warlord. <laughs> oh. And you just, you, you build an army and you rule it with an iron fist. Oh, man. Well, I think you already established you'd go rogue. No, no, no. Unless no, now no. you're you're like, would, ooh, no, warlord. No, 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 no. I would, I would, I would like to go rogue. Like in my head, I feel like I can handle myself better rogue. But just, just me knowing who I am, I wouldn't be able to leave my family, you know, or those friends that you know want to bunker down and you know do this thing and say, okay, we're gonna survive. Like I knew I wouldn't be able to leave that and just be like oh bye guys you know fend for yourselves okay adios (laughs) so so it would be that thing that where i already have it in my head like where we would have to find like a safe place bunker down somewhere you know near like water you know where I, i don't know where you can fish or stream or something or i've always had that fantasy like where we would have to get offshore on a on a on an island or just some big boat like like where we can leave land and then come back 
leave land and come back because I just feel like everybody that's on land or just in an area is just going to eventually get to a point, you know, where supplies are going to get low and they're going to have like you are going to you are going to get into that territory war where oh, yeah. people are just going to start to raid. It's a given. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If, eventually. If, if it if the world is like done. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if there's no government left, nothing like absolutely like one, the majority of us don't know how to build shit. I mean, like building structure and stuff. Sure. But like generators and like medicines mm-hmm. and, and all, we don't know how to build shit. I mean, how, how does a doorknob work? Right. We don't know how to build shit. So my God, that's a great question. How does a doorknob it's, work? It's <laughs> fucking complicated. Like, look at it. Uh, so, I mean, at the end of the day, like if it's all done, land for farming mm-hmm. is going to be like the number one thing. And, and so, yeah, I mean, even, but like to your point, like if you had a boat, like you, you still need that land for the farming mm-hmm. or like, or, or something to trade. Like, mm-hmm. so even if you're fishing, like you need to find somewhere to trade to get other, other sources of food. I said, no matter how much like the, the fantasy that people have about it, it's horrible. There's just, there's so much, like, how much of our generation or, you know, uh, people our age would be able to survive. How many, how, how many of us know how to do like handiwork? Like, you know, electricity. Yeah. I don't know how to like build a generator, but if someone built a generator, then sure I could wire up a camp, but I don't even think electricity other than food storage. I don't think electricity would be even that important. And you deal with metal work. Mm-hmm. Do you think that would come in handy in the beginning? Yes. But after everything is like gone to shit and we might not have, you know, power or running water, it will eventually get to a point where you can't use anything. Like if we didn't have electricity, I don't see like metal work, like, like welding in the beginning, you mm. know, building like a fort, you know, like, like a steel wall or something like that. Yes. In the beginning, those people that have certain skills, yes. But eventually when everything goes to shit and there's, there's nothing running anymore, like you might not, you know, be well off with, certain people but well, more importantly like we were talking today about how hot it is and like Jermaine you were going to wear us it's super super hot I'm working outside it's a hot sauna, I man. think just people like us that are even used to that is going to have that early advantage mm-hmm. of just like yeah you know what we're going to it's going to work it's hot hot day work for mm-hmm. 12 hours straight to oh, like yeah. get I, this camp I, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give a shout out to my wife sorry darling but uh, like I work outside I've been working pest control for 14 years my wife has been working various jobs that are all indoors. And the, the moments where she complains about the temperature, whether it's cold or hot, she goes, oh my God, it's not hot outside. I'm like, you walked 10 paces from the car to the <laughs> office or our apartment. What are you complaining about? <laughs> and I'm outside for fucking hours at a time. You know what I mean? Yeah. A- and it's like, how can you complain to me? Like, And so there have been moments in which, you know, she happens to be outside, even though she's like a fucking vampire. And and sure enough, her cheeks go pink, you know, within two point two seconds, and she is hating it, and I fucking revel in it because oh, I think it's funny. Sunscreen, you know, it's like I don't think you would survive, you know. But yeah. you know, as far as like what I do for a living, pest control, I mean, unless we're dealing with like Starship Trooper bugs, yeah, I I don't think I'd have much mm-hmm. use. I mean, I have some knowledge in firearms. For whatever you know, good that's yeah, gonna be. Yeah, and I do have a bow. Yeah, but at least that's but, reusable. Bam, kill in, him. Use his bow. In one hundred percent honesty, to answer Rudy to answer Rudy's question, I think I would start off with my people. We would tr- try to do the right thing, 
but I think eventually, like, I would have to go warlord. Like, <laughs> what do you mean, do the right thing though? Like, like create a, a, a safe community. Yeah, like, like Just try to keep your people safe. Like, build alive. build a fortified place. You know, like like Doug mentioned. You know, you farm and you have things. But I think it will eventually get to a point where you would have to recruit, band together, defend, like warlord. Like, for instance, if I could, my warlord mentality, I would go to Catalina and merc everybody, no mercy, and just fortify that whole place. But it's just one of those things. Like, I, I honestly think that it would get down to a point where you either just die. Or you have to join some some group to survive, and it's just going to become a territory war. Well, that's what I want to ask. Is like realistically, like realistically, we all like play with the fantasy of it and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and it's easy for us to be like, yeah, you know, I just pew pew my way through and whatever. But it's it's at at what point do you do you go? Oh my god, I'm going to actually have to unalive some people in order to take care of my you know specific you know friend family group. You oh know? no, like it will get to that point. Like I don't. I don't see it ever getting to a point, you know, where it's like a, like where it's a happy, you know, fantasy moment. It's like, no, it's all survivability. You're going to be stressed out. You're going to always be watching over your shoulder. There's going to be people dying, people getting sick. You're going to need medicine. You're going to need food. And like I said, if, if you're one of those per, you know, people that, that, that stays with your family or even with your friends, like I think it, it will eventually get to that point where you would have to go. So uh, uh, there's one show that um, it plays with the idea of of your morals, and it's The Walking Dead, uh, the first season. The rest of them were okay. The first season of The Walking Dead, the whole idea of um, Andrew Lincoln's character, Rick Grimes, uh, gets shot before the apocalypse even happens, and he's in a coma for however many months or whatever, and then all the shit goes down. The world has basically ended, and then he manages to wake up, and he's, mind you, he's pre-apocalypse. Mm-hmm. So he's still thinking like a cop, you know? And he's still still trying to do things in the realm of, like, how society used to work. And it just ain't, as the seasons go on, he, like, by the fourth season, it's like he bites someone's fucking ear off. And it's like, yeah, you unalived, spoiler alert, you unalived your friend <laughs> at the end of the first season because he was already in that mindset of what you needed to be, which mm-hmm. was, like, you got to be feral in order to protect your own. Mm-hmm. John Brenthal. And by the fourth season, he then realized, like, damn, I got I to gotta throw away, kind of throw away my humanity. This isn't a dictatorship. It's a rictatorship. I love that. <laughs> oh, no, you have to. I think like, that brings up uh, a um, different part of this conversation. Is uh, It would ultimately depend on what kind of apocalypse we're talking about. So something like zombies or infected, like in The Last of Us, I, I think that would change the dynamic like of course there's going to be that initial panic but like the second you get to a safe spot i would like to think that people would be more willing to cooperate because you do have this like scary uh villain in the zombies or the aliens or whatever or dragons rain of fire post apocalyptic mm-hmm. movie yeah, yeah i love that movie yeah mm-hmm. um, can i throw another factor in that for you sure not just the not just the type of apocalypse but also the time frame in which those people are in it. Oh yeah, because yeah, you're the apocalypse versus post-apocalyptic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and that's a good point. Yeah, if it's a if it was a quick apocalypse, like yeah, the second the apocalypse started happening, I think people would assume it was going to be quick. Yeah, you wouldn't right? know it's an apocalypse. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you wouldn't know it was <laughs> like, an apocalypse. Like people in war don't know that they're gonna they're in history. 
You yeah. Know? <laughs> it was just the Great Wall. It wasn't World War One. Yeah. Or two. What's the thing of like a time traveler going to a person during World War One? You're like, well, World War One. You're like, what do you mean one? Is there- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, that that is interesting. Like, if it was a really slow slow process, it would certainly change the way, like how quickly or how how much you would want to bunker down or how like. Like, if I knew it was the end, I would not stay in suburbia or a city, right? If I knew it was the end, it would like I'm gonna go try to find land somewhere out in the middle of nowhere. But like, if it was like a temporary thing, it's like maybe, maybe try to make this work, maybe try to cooperate with the neighbors or something like that. So, protect it just bugs it's sorry, it bugs me how much protection, especially if we're not talking about zombies or or a villain or or like some sort of uh thing, it's it bugs me how much protection is a thing. Cause it's just like, yeah. And but we see it. Like, I mean, people are so opportunistic to like, just start looting, uh, the second anything happens. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I think that yeah. the, the unhoused people and the term is unhoused. Doug. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I, <laughs> I think, I think the, the ones that aren't like, you know, talking to themselves, uh, I think they're going to have a bit of an upper hand cause they're already living it. You know, mm-hmm. they've already went through that whole uncomfortable phase of like, you know, not having a shower and not having the internet and stuff like, although some of them have cell phones and a whole cool theater set up in their tent. But that aside, you know, they, I think they're going to have a bit of the upper hand. And it's, it's the idea of like the whole walking dead thing of like, how quickly are, are, are you willing to, to throw away like your morals to do what needs to get done? You know, which is like the basis of a lot of these uh, apocalyptic uh, shows and, and movies. And that's the thing that they usually play with. It's not some of them aren't always like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna fight the thing. No, it's a lot of these apocalypse things are no, the thing already existed. We gave it our go, and there really is no end to it. So we're ju- we're just we're just surviving it. And how do you survive it? You know, do you create your communities? Do you do you go rogue? Do you? I mean, what do you go warlord? I mean, I don't know. I think I have the charisma of possibly going warlord. <laughs> I think I could be a thing. I think I could do that. I would certainly go that group. I, I don't see myself being a warlord, but I definitely I would could group see, with you guys. Well, we're we're all fortunate. We have a very large friend group that, like, I would trust like wholeheartedly. Um, but granted, it isn't we all kind of trust Doug. Who's the dead weight? Name <laughs> names. I don't know if anyone would necessarily be dead weight. I mean, kids. But you're blushing. You know, you're lying to me right now, bald face man. <laughs> um, but I mean, I know a lot Dave of people has like, to go. Just say it. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's financial skills would be worthless. <laughs> no, but his his bean farming in preparation. Oh yeah, yeah. Dave, Dave's already like knows how to ferment. I mean, that's the thing. It's things like canning, food preparation, food storage. Like that's that's the most important. Yeah, somebody stuff. become a like, botanist. You know, people will be like, "Oh, I can hunt." It's like, yeah, but do you know how to like store that meat? Mm. Like. I mean, granted, I guess if you have a large enough group, you just cook and eat the whole thing. But if you're solo or a small group, you like salt it. Yeah. It. Yeah. I mean, hell, even like the basic thing of like water mm-hmm. and I'm talking post pocket. Like I don't, I wouldn't know how to sur- how to survive. Like any of these, uh, like the, the reality shows like survivor man or, or, uh, what was it? Bear grills or whatever it was when they're doing those things and you've seen him having to eat the bug and like, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, oh, I would Timon and Pumba them bugs. Like, it would get to a point where I wouldn't even care. Grub, mm, oh, grub, 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 grub. Those grub. grubs are in some of the dirt out here. Mm-hmm. And so when we were digging for like, you know, electrical conduit, like we'll come across one and it's so gross. I get so grossed out by it. It's like, there's no way. I mean, it, there's, 
there's a part of me that's like, that's tasty looking. <laughs> but I don't think you're wrong. I'd be eating it. I'd be like, no, no. You see some of those those cultures that have like the candy bugs, and oh, they yeah. get that shit. I'm like, no. I love I love when someone's like, oh, those they're good. They're like butter and garlic. It's like, oh, you like butter and garlic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like who doesn't? I I kind of think Doug that you might go like the Channing Tatum route in This Is the End, and just go full BDSM and like let people take care of you. Trust me, they'd be part of me. Like, what do you mean? Wait, what do you want game. me to do? <laughs> yeah, you'll protect me. I'm here, to please. I mean, for for me, it's like if, if stuff were to, and this isn't post-apocalyptic, but like if stuff were to go down, like even with the pandemic, I was you know stocking up on a bit of ammo. I was like, dude, I don't know if we're gonna have like a fucking red dawn situation. I just don't Ooh, know. <laughs> and and the second again, the second uh, people started fighting over something as simple as like toilet paper. I got really freaked out and I was like, dude, now we have to like be on guard, you know, and we might have to think about, you know, how to prep and stuff like that. And by the way, if anybody, if anybody wants like a survival guide for an apocalypse, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, zombie survival guide by Max Brooks is top notch survival mm-hmm. guide. Book. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Cause I think it works for, for a lot of things, not just, there's like a good section of it that isn't just how to fight off the zombies. Cause it, it covers a section of like, are you going to be a hunter of the zombies or are you just trying to survive the zombies? You know, oh, so it breaks some stuff that, down for you. The hunter idea is something that uh, I wish we would explore more in our media of just like, okay, zombies, the apocalypse happened. We, Do humanity's you guys know been the living. The government actually has a uh, plan for this. I think, yeah, I think I've heard this, but I love the idea that, like, again, apocalypse happened, humanity's like, in these cities, we're walled off. We're generally safe, and eventually, it's like time to go claim our land back. I think that'd be like a fun, fun story. Um, we should probably get into like movies and stuff. That's I want to get our thing. I want to get into a fun one. I want to go because we got really serious. I want to get into a, a quick fun one, it, and it was uh, it was a show. It was on Fox, and it was called uh, The Last Man on Earth. Did you guys get a chance to ever see this? I've watched oh, a couple episodes. No. Was Will Forte? Yeah. So the whole idea is he thinks he's the last man on earth. And you would kind of like, uh, you know, the more serious one in a movie form would be like, I am legend, you know, other than like having to fight things off. Like there's a kill kill a dog. Oh, and, uh, and so Will Forte's character is just like the last person on earth. And he's an idiot. He's not, I mean, he he can survive because there's, you know, everything available to him. He doesn't have to fight anybody off. Mm -hmm. And then as a, you know, the episodes go on and there's a couple of other survivors, but like, that's like an easy apocalypse to survive because you have nothing to do other than just like enjoy life and and do what the hell you want to do. But when it comes to these like other apocalypse things where you're having to, sur- to survive a thing, where there'd be like a contagion and then there's like the zombies or a v- or vampires. Um, I mean, what the Matrix would be like AI. Terminator would be AI. Artificial yeah. intelligence. That's, aliens. That one's the more real one. Yeah, that's the one that's a little more like could happen that one in the you know contagion yeah or or the last of us was it's kind of close because if, if you guys don't know like the basis the synopsis of the last of us i'm talking to the listeners now is the the whole zombie virus is a cordyceps it's like a fungus and that actually exists in the animal kingdom and infects ants and then you know zombifies them so but it hasn't jumped into the animal like the mammal realm 
Yeah. And the second it does that, we will be living The Last of Us. <laughs> my, my, uh, so I'm glad you brought up The Last of Us. Because my one complaint about that show. How dare you? And, <laughs> and we didn't, uh, the third episode, you <laughs> No, no. <laughs> I love that episode. As far as like this conversation goes, that episode was great because yeah. it showed uh, a prepper actually win. Oh, yeah. Win in a way. Like he prepped for it and he got his life. Yeah. Um, no. The beginning that uh where were they boston the the little government ran thing the show didn't do a good enough job for me showing that as a bad life like mm. joel had a nice little apartment he had a job granted the job was like burning dead children but like it looked like a decent life they didn't they didn't do enough to show like and i'm sure like the government was like overreaching its authority there was a there was a curfew and i'm sure like you know, people got punished overly, uh, you know, too much uh, for breaking that curfew and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's like, I don't know, Joel, Joel looked like he, he had a good, he had a job in a nice little apartment. Like what's, what's oh, the complaint? Sure. He looked happy on that show. <laughs> <laughs> well, well that, but I guess that's my thing is like, he, he obviously looked unhappy and, and they had, they had their own little gig. Uh, I think in the game it was gun running, but in the show it was like getting batteries or something like that. Or the, the, the the plot was they had to go get a battery because he oh because he wanted to uh, save his brother or something like that but they didn't do enough they didn't do a good enough job to show like that that being bad I'm going off topic oh no but the only thing yeah <laughs> no we'll get into that later but but as far as a post apocalyptic world that show did a great job with one the motif of like the real monsters are people. Um, mm-hmm. But also, kind of breaking down like the different the, the different areas. They had like yeah, the yeah, nice yeah, little yeah. town where mm-hmm. people were working together, and then you had like mm-hmm. the the religious people mm-hmm. that were eating each other or eating people, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, then there was like the old couple that was just yeah. living together, like out in the cabin. And that's like that's the thing, yeah. like middle of the country where the people are already living off by mm-hmm. themselves. Like they they could probably go years before they run into people. The one the one interesting concept that I do like about that particular series is like Joel is from the world before and then you have Ellie you know all the people that were born during this time and that's all they know that's such a great like thing for any of these stories is when you do have people that were from before and Mm -hmm. and then the people that after it's such a fun exploration and that is where Last of Us did a great job with all of that but what if what if Joel was just remembering like, oh man, I was playing PlayStation online, but now I'm burning these kids. <laughs> and like Joel lost his daughter yeah. and everything like that. I mean, you have plenty of reasons to be sad. Um, another fun post-apocalyptic show would be Daybreak. Did any of you, yeah, any of you watch that? It was one. no, it was uh, the vampire one. That'll be Daybreakers. Yeah, oh, Daybreakers. Daybreak, yeah, Daybreak was, um, I think, marketed as like Ferris Bueller meets. Zombie post. Oh, I think I remember the trailer for that. <laughs> it got, but I never it saw had it. one season and it kills me. I, I am so mad at I mean Netflix, right? Uh it was it was <laughs> such a fun because it was it was like high schoolers like that survived the zombie apocalypse mm-hmm. and and yeah, it was oh. Ferris Bueller meets I did watch that. Yeah. Off it, of your recommendation. It was a fun, like stupid mm-hmm. show. Uh um that unfortunately, yeah, I only got the one season. I, I think it could have really benefited from more, but it played on just that, like the clickiness of of high school still within, 
you know, and the groups that form within these apocalypses and stuff and, like that. But. And going back to it, like that, that is what I think what will happen in the apocalypse is we will go back to, again, that survival, the survivalist instinct of like, we need to form cliques, yeah. we need to form groups. And we click, click, click. What was that song? I thought you were saying clit. Oh, I, yeah. I am the no, clit commander. Clit. <laughs> what was that oh, song? yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. This is hey, for is my click. A, yeah. Click. Because yeah. uh, click. Click. as far as man, like. Just me and my click. 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 As far as me, I don't know if I I'm would. Gonna put if, it in my click. <laughs> click. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> When the apocalypse happens, I know there's a few people on a short list that are unalive, and some might be in this room. Wait, move the camera. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't take you shooting. I mean, so so what? There's a lot of movies. We mentioned Book of Eli. Mm-hmm. Book of Eli, sorry. Um, that one was a good one. And again, you know, the people are the monsters. Uh, I, I was explaining that that movie to someone uh the other night and i was like oh yeah there was this, this interesting warlord that like i kind of his strategy was basically like he got a he got a lot of women and then he was able to use the women to get a lot of soldiers and you know it, explaining it was like oh that's so sexist because especially because like i think he was attracting the women because he had like stuff like shampoo <laughs> which again i think you brought up earlier yeah, like that like, would be those, those be comfort things yes mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if women do would remember, actually like, I'm going to go work. I'm going to go live with this warlord and let his soldiers run a good train on me. In the book of Eli, when they went to the trading post, like he traded for like a wet nap. Yeah. Like it was one of those, he was like, oh, which sounds very nap. similar, by the way, to like prison. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've never yeah. been oh, contrary yeah. to popular belief, but that's, that's sort of the thing is like, nice. there, <laughs> you know, uh, certain uh, comforts and luxuries are currency, mm-hmm. certain favors. Yeah, yeah. It's rough on the inside. Are currency. Would you guys consider. <laughs> Okay, like, for this day? Sorry. <laughs> Rides of the Planet of the Apes? Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. One of my favorite new movies. That whole trilogy was money. Yeah, those those are uh, way better than I thought they were going to be. Oh, they were so um, good. Yeah, I appreciate those. And I, I, I like, because the first one was not post-apocalyptic, right? The first one was Mm-mm. the start yeah, of it. It was the start of it. Which yeah, is, it was the start. It's and then when cool, you got to you the end was where you saw that it was like spreading everywhere. You're like, oh. Yeah, which is kind of fun because not too many series like kind of go through those steps to yeah, show it all. Into that. Like I like that angle of that. In the post-apocalyptic world of like another being being an intelligent enemy that ends our society and stuff like that, damn, you know, that's I think I think I think something like that might bring us closer together as humans because we're like, well, fuck, now we really have to, you know, put our brains together because these motherfuckers are smart. And when it comes to something like a contagion or, you know, like a zombie thing, you're like, well, we just have to survive that thing. And it's shambling around and we you know, put a mask on and, you know, it's a little bit a little uh, I'm not, I was going to say easier, but it, it, it lessens a chance or when it's. A non-intelligible, intelligent thing. It it increases the chance, rather, of uh, like making us enemies, us humans against one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I wrong? I don't know. Well, I think I mean along that idea, like zombies. I think one of the reasons why zombies work so well in any of these stories is that idea of the turning, turning into a zombie. I, I think that just adds so much more um, 
plot devices and, and mechanics, if it's a game or something like that, is that idea of like, don't get bitten, yeah. you'll turn. And then there's the the sadness. Like every one of those stories at least has the one point where you have yeah. to kill your friend because they got bit or they have to walk off onto their own or something like that. The, um, so like versus something like monkeys or primates that are attacking like in Planet of the Apes or dragons or whatever like that, you lose that that plot device of turning. That is true. Uh, also, uh, just real quick on the whole zombie thing, uh, I, I like the the movies and shows where like you know zombie lore kind of exists in in their the old their own like uh, um, science fiction and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like Shaun of the Dead, he's like, "Is there any zombies out there?" It's like, "Don't don't say that." What? That that the Zedwood. So they already know of like the zombie lore and stuff. So in the world of already knowing like what a zombie is and like, oh shit, zombies are real now. If something like that were to happen and you go, well, I already know how this is going to play out. I might, you know, tap, tap a family member a little quicker, <laughs> you know, a little easier. Because you see, I, I get tired of those moments in those movies where they turn and they're obviously a zombie and they're shambling around. And that one person's like, no, that's my mom. It's not your mom. Not anymore. <laughs> Don't. And then, you know, the whole story falls apart after that. Oh, yeah, I would. I would. But, zombie land somebody that I know and I would get the kill of the week. Oh, <laughs> zombie land. That would, was a great I would, example. I, I would dead people so fast and turn into a zombie. Arm, arm bitten anything. But it's over for you. But just just like I would I would say a lot during the uh, the pandemic was like you're not going to get a pamphlet of how this works. Mm-hmm. We all have our idea of how zombies work mm-hmm. in fiction. Mm-hmm. But real world zombies like there wouldn't be a part of you that would hold, hold off with like, hey, maybe there's some magic uh, shot that's going to turn him back. So nope. I'm not going to shoot. I know this music. World War C. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like I Am Legend, right? That was the whole thing. Like, didn't he he keep his wife or something? I forget. Wasn't there a movie where well, someone like kept their zombie wife because there was a chance of getting a cure or something at some point? Oh, no. There, I Am Legend was himself, his own blood. He was immune to it. Yeah, I, he was immune and he was trying to get... But there has been a few zombie shows or, or 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 movies where they do try to keep their you know somebody family member or some friend alive you know but it never works like it always yeah. you know at one point when like a jaw's falling off it's like <laughs> yeah. i don't even know if i want to bring you back at this point <laughs> they did it in the walking dead a couple of times oh uh, okay. like the when second first, season when they first got to the farm yeah they had all those the family members rounded up yeah in the barn and then uh oh, the governor hard. had his I don't know if it was his wife, but it, it was, was definitely his, wife. his oh, daughter. I think that's mm-hmm. maybe. Oh, oh, yeah, it was his daughter. He kept her chained and fed. Which, which was the zombie movie uh, where they all ended up like in a mall somewhere, like uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, Dawn of the yeah. Dead, where the first running zombies I've ever seen freaked <laughs> me out. Two thousand three, Dawn uh, of the Dead, where they had the uh, one of the characters had a baby. Oh, oh, wasn't it the Tyrese? No, wasn't it Tyrese in that movie? No, it's not Tyrese. It's the. I got you. Oh man, it's the other guy. I don't remember his name off the top of my head. But but anyways, like I I don't remember if it was his wife. Wife got got bit while she was pregnant or something like that. But, yeah, he but, kept her in one of the one of the stores yeah, away from everyone because she was giving birth to the zombie mm-hmm. baby. Oh, interesting. And the baby was a zombie when it was born, and uh, he, he didn't want to kill. He's like, he went crazy. Like yeah. he was like, was it Mackay Pfeiffer? It's not. Hold on. Um, I was gonna say earlier the remember the the twenty eight days later mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. that one of the first scenes where the the pair of people come into a house to 
kill the zombie that's attacking another guy, and the one guy shows a cut on his arm, and the <laughs> the the <laughs> the disease is, it was called the rage, mm-hmm. and it, it took like a second for that to to hit. And as soon as he saw the cut in his arm, and he was like, "No, no, no!" She just took the machete. Yep. <laughs> 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 didn't didn't even hesitate. No hesitate. Oh, that was a good movie. Yeah, Mackay Pfeiffer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I ha- I uh, Ty Burrell. Hate myself. Sorry, sorry. Ty Burrell was in that. I don't know from Modern is. Family. Oh, he was oh, like yeah, an he asshole. Was in that. In the- oh, yeah. I would absolutely hate myself if I did not bring up Mad Max Fury Road. Ooh. I mean, the Mad Max series in general, mm-hmm. but this last one, Fury Road. I love that movie mm-hmm. so much, and that is definitely post-apocalypse. It's well past the apocalypse, right? It's well into it, and like to your point about the Warlord, I love that. Um, what's it, like Immortan Joe? Mm-hmm. Like I love the fact that he he was a war, warlord that created a religion around cars, and and that like and to me, I mean that's the ultimate uh, warlord, day. right? Is to get people to believe something beyond the real world, mm-hmm. basically a cult, which we see today how powerful that is. But I mean, he created a full religion around it all, and I I just I love. Love that movie and uh, uh, like just oh, the no, obsession with cars, I want to be shiny and chrome too. Yeah, exactly. And but it, but it touched on just the importance of things like like getting gas mm-hmm. and like having to make those fuel runs and and the different towns and like what they were known for and everything like that and like oh man that movie in that movie he controlled like the water right yeah that was that was mm-hmm. his like beyond the religion it was also control of the water yeah. so it was like classic warlord stuff like control something that people mm-hmm. need give them something to believe in like he he knew what he was doing that's such a good concept of like how to control the people like it wasn't i have more guns than you or anything like that yeah. which is always done it's like no a simple resource like water yeah yeah exactly he he held on to something that everyone needs and but then by giving him like the religion also like that helps with control and 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 hope and and convincing people to, that they need to go do certain things or willing to sacrifice themselves so they yeah. can be shiny and chrome and Valhalla. And speaking of religion and the movie's been out for a bunch of years, so I'm going to spoil it. The book of Eli yeah. is basically the Bible that he's mm-hmm. trying to protect. And that's the thing that's going to control people. Yeah. You what know? do you guys think about the twist? Should we spoil it? I mean, it's been out for yeah, yeah. yeah. no, That he's blind. You had your chance. Yeah. That he's blind. When that, when that hit at the end, we, was it a little eye rolling? Because he was doing some pretty magnificent yeah. things for being blind. Started dead daredeviling people. Like, yeah, I, I didn't make me want to go back and watch. But and go, like, what is he see, blind? I, I didn't think it was too far fetched because when you hear about certain characters from the Bible that you know have done specific things, like I didn't look at that. That you know that it was like out there. You know, like Moses, like how he parts the Red Sea and all these you know different different things. So. Just just him being able to do certain things like I just, you know, if you look at it religion wise, that was his quest. He was he was chosen to do that. So I just think whether you believe it or not, it's just one of those things. Like, I think he was kind of not bestowed these abilities, but guided and helped a little bit so yeah you're so you're saying like it was like the hand of god because i think there was a Almost scene where he was sense. like shooting people yeah 
Which it's one thing, like if someone's making a lot of noise, but I think he shot even some people that were pretty far away. Where it's like, look, you're not you're not honing in on a oh yeah, like it's not on a sound. Yeah, when you're guided by the power of the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you're Denzel Washington, Washington really. you can do anything. But when he was in town, was it Mila Kunis in that also? Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, good. yeah. There was Damn. moments of the sound making in town, but when you found out that he was, you know, blind, like you go back and you rewatch it again. You see, like the little hints and things like that. You know that, yeah, happened to make him be that perfect marksman or whatever you want to say. But yeah, the other um, big movie that the little bit I talked to some people about, like, hey, we're talking about post-apocalyptics, uh, The Road, which I did not watch, but I've heard the book is really good, and I've heard mm. the the movie is really really. I did good watch and, the like, movie. Depressing. It was so long ago. Uh, but that is one that, yeah, I wish I had time to watch before this because I think I see that listed quite a bit as like this is this mm-hmm. is the post apocalyptic stuff. Um, but it, it's such a fascinating topic. There's so many movies, there's so many examples, and they're all so different. You look at something like Waterworld, mm-hmm. that's post apocalyptic. Yeah, I wrote that one down. But real quick, the the road. What's uh, what's like the thing that ended the world? I'm not sure. Oh, I, I know very little about it. Okay, I. I, I I was really hoping that one of you guys watched it. I figured you would have watched it. I, it's like a, I, I, I did watch it, but it was so Viggo long Mortensen. ago. Like I can't even. Yeah, like if I watched it again, it would almost be brand new to me. That shit looks so familiar, but like I don't think I ever got to the end of it. All right, or group, I don't remember group, it. Group watch, watch or something <laughs> at this <laughs> point. Yeah. What else? I I just read a book recently. Oh man, what was it called? Blackfish City. Same. It was similar though to like Waterworld, where mm-hmm. like the world ended and people ended up living on these like floating cities and interesting stuff like that, that idea and, and how much the world would change if we were all living like in the ocean or like on that floating stuff. It's, oh man, what a, what a topic. But, but the, the through line in any of those apocalyptic things, the like far in the future, post-apocalyptic things is, is there's, is this always, again always the clicks and always the, the that survivability of like you go you go back into like being a bit of an animal you know and and i don't think the thing is too is like when in the end of that the, the water world where they, they find an island and they have a chance to you know actually have you know a society i don't know if society would ever be itself like we know it you know what i mean what about post back post, post apocalyptic <laughs> like i don't think we would ever heal from it you know it's like damn we had to do something Doug was in fucking leathers and chains needing to <laughs> bruise his knee in SMD just to yeah. <laughs> eat. Oh, that, that's, that is definitely like the most fascinating thing about all of it is how would I fit into... No, uh, um, exactly. Like if if the apocalypse happened, we all sat there and like survived through, you know, whatever. And then at some point someone tried to rebuild. It would be really interesting. Like what people would try to hold on to from our old ways or, or what they would, you know, right. Going back to this pandemic, I think it was the world economic forum that created a stir. Cause someone even, they coined the term, the great reset of like, Hey, while we're on this downtime, maybe it's a good time to re reset the way we, we think about work and, and capital and stuff mm. like that. And, you know, cap conspiracy theorists turn it into a big thing or whatever. But, but I think it was a legitimate question of like, look, while we're shut down, like, and, and we we're, we're kind of experiencing that now with working from home and 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 yeah, that things kind are of most thing. definitely different because of it. Yeah. So that I mean, it is really really fascinating. 
what would ultimately win out or like how would we reform? Like, would you trust anybody anymore? Would you have to then weed out the, like if in those apocalypses, this is, you have the people that were like, you know, fighting for you and like, you know, I mean, hell, even today you have people that fight our wars, our soldiers, and then they come back and a lot of those people are like, nope, I got the whole idea of being a soldier is I got reprogrammed. I need a war. There's people uh, that have come back and they're like, uh, I'm going to go help with the whole Ukrainian Russian thing. Yeah, They'll re-enlist yeah. because they're like, I'm not, you know, I don't want to unalive myself, but I need to do John something. Rambo. Yeah, 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 there there would you know, certainly be that but, adjustment. Well, like I said, well, like I was saying, the you know the fantasy that we have now of like going to work in order to get that full reward, and then as that immediate uh, full reward, as society started reforming, like eventually you're like, especially if you bring back currency or something like that, yeah. like eventually you're, so. you're you're gonna get to that point where it's like. All right. Well, now I'm I'm working so I can get a paycheck, and I think pe- there would be that adjustment where people are like, no, I I'm just going to go back. I'm just going to go farm. Like, I I don't want to be part I of this do of see system. Two things with that. Like, if society was trying to come back, yeah, there's two things in my head. You would have some people that don't want that, and they would try to you know stop that from happening. Mm-hmm. And then also, if society is coming back, and you have all those people out there that was doing certain things. But now society is coming back mm-hmm. and I have to know, you know, that that like Isaac was like my enemy or was like a warlord or, you know, yeah. something. You were that, eating kids. <laughs> but got <Gotta> eat. <laughs> but <laughs> now we're muscles to be all stringy bringing with. back society. So now we can't live the certain way. But now I have it in my head that this guy was doing these bad things or, you know, whatever. But. There's still like an now underground market for like human meat. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> Did anybody ever watch that movie, uh, Snowpiercer? I had that on the list, but because I didn't see it, I didn't want to bring it up. Yes, the movie, mm-hmm. not the show. Oh, yeah, that's right. They did do a show. Yes, I did watch the movie. Yes, yes, yes. That scene where they reference eating, having to resort to cannibalism to survive, and mm-hmm. they talk about how delicious the the babies are compared, oh, to, compared to the adults. I knew it. Lordy. You know what I realized? It's like, wow. I was excited to, to talk like, about post apocalyptic like stuff, but I realized how gloomy and depressing it is because oh, yeah. the whole oh, idea no, it is, is like there's people. Well, that's, I, I think that was part of the point that I was trying to get at earlier. Like people have this like excitement. Sorry, yeah. totally interrupted. No, no, no. People have this excitement and like, yeah, I'm going to get my guns. Yeah. And we're gonna, I, I could build a wall, like do this thing. It's like, uh, no, no, it's fucking depressing. Yeah. It's all bad. It's, it's, it's all bad. Unless, unless you're like hyper prepped, but other than that, you're yeah. What was the movie? Was it This Is the End, where they were all living in the I still house? Watch that, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that, that was, was more of like a the, the rapture happening. Yeah, so. yeah exactly that was the rapture, was. but that was the only thing that like I saw in the end that had like the happy moment where they were singing the Bastard Boys They're song. All heaven, <laughs> the part of the chosen. Uh, I want to wrap it up with a, with something a little, a, hopefully a little more lighthearted, which is uh, what are your favorite post-apocalyptic movies or shows? I, I mean, Fury Road. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's uh, because the whole idea of it? I just... Or because you want to be one of those dudes on the bungees playing the flamethrowing guitar? Just from a movie aspect. The music was great. The mm. setting, it was a lot of practical effects. You know, you look at the trailers and it's like, oh, that's all CG. It's like, no, a lot of it was mm. practical. And I love the fact that the stunt team... Uh, who directed that? That was one of the Millers. There's like five Millers. Uh, George? Anyway... I think he was ready to do CGI and the stunt team was like, no, we could do that. We can do the, the pole thing. Mm-hmm. And, and like, 
I think I, I, I thought it was really interesting that Mad Max like didn't say a lot, but like he was still like a mm. major part and Furiosa, Charlize Theron's character, like I thought was really, really cool. Um, they really had Tom Hardy strapped to the front of a car, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I think they went all out and, uh, and it's, it's fascinating because he, he originally wanted to, wanted to do that movie in black and white mm-hmm. and I still haven't watched the black and white version. I should someday. Is there a version of that? Yeah. yeah it's all, it's like on the Blu-ray or something. I, I'm sure you could find them on the streaming, but it's what, what's fascinating about that. He wanted to do it black and white, but then the final product that they released was such a colorful, like he went full, like, like the colors made that movie work so well too. Like, and it was, I don't know. I, I really, really liked that movie. And then I, I haven't watched rain of fire in forever, but I always, I always thought rain of fire was fun. It's what? just dragons. I love that. And, series. and going back to like, we talked or about, movie. um, just the entertainment aspect of, there was a scene in that movie when they were, uh, acting out star Wars for like the kids. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I love stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, you know, Movies are going to go away. Streaming is going to go away. You know, maybe you'll have someone with a TV and a DVD. But like, the idea that someone like us, who are nerds, would have to like retell retell some of these stories. I saw it about a month back. Uh, My wife's dad came over, uh, and we were just like clicking around, trying to see what the hell to watch. And like, Rain of Fire popped up. I go, let's. I haven't seen that in forever. Hell, let's let's watch it. And it it holds up. It is. I will say this about that movie. I do think that was a movie where me and Rudy actually bonded on and we became kind of like close. We were at some party <laughs> and we started talking about fucking Rain of Fire. Do you guys have dreams of like dra- riding it, a dragon? It was, it was <laughs> The funny thing about it was we both worked at Disneyland. We both traveled in the same circle of friends, but we didn't really talk to each other. And then I, let's say I left Disney. They fired me. Mouse kicked my ass out. <laughs> And oh I, boy, <laughs> and it was Get it out. was in that that pause Get the fuck out. where I wasn't really doing anything. <laughs> it was in that pause where I wasn't doing like anything. Um, we got invited. I got invited to a, a party, and he was there. And like I was sitting there, I was kind of depressed. I wasn't really interacting, and I don't even know how it came up, but started talking about Rain of Fire, and like we. We like really got into it, like you know, I was thinking about this for this scene, and and th- they could have did this with these people, and like the first time, me and him were by ourselves talking, and we talked for hours. It was like one of those like meet cute stories, but Aww. with you it, know my best friend now. It, but <laughs> no, go ahead. And but uh, yeah, that was like it was funny <laughs> that we worked for like what almost three years in, in the same place with the same group of people, and then. Like After knew I, all the same people, yeah. you know, like were always we been the same parties, never you know, hanging out in the same groups, never clicked, but we never talked to each other. You, you know what I think it is, Double. like because we were at a party, and I think there's a line in the movie where he was like, "Oh no, you guys can go ahead and continue and enjoy your oh, soiree." I love that <laughs> yeah. fucking scene. Yeah, but but dude, McConaughey was powerful. I don't remember. I, I don't remember if His if it was me or you that that like. One said something on that line of like oh this soiree and I think it like <laughs> triggered something and like, oh rain of fire and then all of a sudden we just kind of got into it did we just become best friends <laughs> yup right. why don't you guys go ahead oh, and just man, enjoy your movie. soiree <laughs> see that's guess gonna be alright 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 that movie's definitely a <laughs> remote drop for me back in the day when it was on TV I'm like let me put the remote down and watch this movie that's fun but uh, mine might be, I might have to say, like, The Matrix. 
like it's it's probably my favorite movie of all time but just just things of like uh like, even like the animatrix like all those little uh shorts you know like kind of like how things led up to what the matrix was like that movie is just it for me like it just has all all these elements in there that i like uh but especially with you know the machines and ai and all that mm -hmm. stuff but i really like the way that world was structured and everything you had the real you know the real world but then you had this world that where people were you know quote unquote sleeping mm. and the machines were using these people as you know batteries like it was just all that like like everything in that movie it just was magic to me and i'm like damn this is such a good ass movie like everything had a purpose there was a reason but it was just that thing that you know like mankind was trying to hang on and survive while the machines were trying to trying to take over but it was just that human versus machine aspect that i like and then even when you get into it further like you just find out that it was like that this has happened like multiple uh, times but it was just like nobody knows when and where this is like just that whole aspect of all that stuff like I just love all that. The the monologue I like in that movie is when Agent Smith is, it's in the, the first one, he's talking to mm -hmm. Neo, and he's essentially describing, explaining the Matrix and, mm -hmm. and why they needed to create it. And mm -hmm. I love the part in where he says, you know, uh, you know, we created a perfect world, but you rejected it. They needed to make it imperfect. Mm -hmm. I was like, "Damn, that's kind of true." Oh no! Like, there, there's some exactly, things, there's exactly. some shows and movies that play on that of like, you know, would forever and you know, peacefulness be awesome? Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes you need the lows to enjoy the highs, yeah, and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I, I actually, uh, I definitely agree with you with the Matrix being my favorite post-apocalyptic movie because one, the whole AI shit's like it's unraveling. It's it mm -hmm. might it's learning. We're it's in, in it's, in its right now. It's in its infancy. When people are like, oh yeah, well it can, can create stupid stories. I'm like, no, it's in its infancy right now. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's we're learning. actually AI oh, quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why it's so scattered. <laughs> I I like that there isn't a lot of of interfighting between amongst the humans. I mean, like I know um, mm -hmm. what what's this? Joy Pants. His his uh, character. You know. This is the the Judas of the whole thing. That but, steak, man. <laughs> <laughs> Juicy steak. But I I like that there isn't there aren't like these little communities that are fighting. Mm -hmm. They're not fighting amongst one another. They they do have that common enemy. And I love the whole idea of like to fight that common enemy in a very anime way. It's like mm -hmm. we're gonna uh jujitsu, I'm gonna learn jujitsu. Like that's so fucking mm -hmm. cool. You know, to still be able All to live that elements, fantasy shit. It's so great. That I might get a little emotional here, but <laughs> not really. But that that first movie, man, like I, I just can't explain it. But th that's the perfect recipe to me, to mm -hmm. me, of the greatest movie of all time. Mm. Just because it's like little elements of 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 like just Morpheus just leaning into Matrix while he's, I mean, leaning into the Matrix, leaning into Neo, and he's just. Neo is like dead ass tired and he's like you think that's area breathing like just <laughs> those those little aspects of you know the humans being the batteries like like those those elements in there and the 
programming, learning, and just going into the computer, like all those aspects, like it's a perfect movie in in my opinion, the first one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's just like even when what's his name of the uh oh man, what's his name off the top of my head? The Judas character. What's his name again? Cypher. Cypher. Yeah. When he's eating around the table and he's just having that conversation, you know, just willy nilly, just all nonchalant. He's like, see now, I know this is steak. And I know my mind, you know, is telling me, you know, that this thing is juicy and it's, you know, like it's just those type of dialogues. Even when the little kid with the spoon, he's like, you know, that's tattooed in my head, uh, you know, of like there is no spoon. Like when I get into situations, that's the first thing that comes into my head, you know, whether if it's a tough situation or not, like, you know, there is no spoon. And it's just, he's like just explaining these little things to him, but it's just everything in that movie was created by robots. Yeah. I mean, I would almost argue though that, I mean, it's technically post-apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. The setting is post-apocalyptic, but the movie, I mean, like the meat of that story is not. I'm sorry to burst Can you hit the your fuck, bubbles. Fuck up button? <laughs> if, oh, myself? Oh no! Is there an implosion? Fuck right <laughs> off! What's your favorite post-apocalyptic movie? Like? Um, no, but I mean, t- to your point, and we—I don't want to turn this into a Matrix conversation. It is a, the first one is a really good movie. It is so sci-fi. It is so. <laughs> it's someone who turns everything into a, a Star Trek one. How dare you? <laughs> no, but what, what is your your? I answered Fury Road. Yeah, I mean, that, that was the first thing that popped yeah, in my head. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I mean, in fairness, when I saw that at the movie theaters, we went to one of those theaters where you can drink. <laughs> and I think I was like five beers in. I was like hitting that button like four <laughs> times throughout that movie. I was wasted. We all, I think all of us, it was, uh, you guys might have been there. I know my uncle was there. There was like at least six or seven remember. of us there. And I was just drunk cheering because I fucking loved it. <laughs> Uh, I, know, I listen to the soundtrack. Like beautiful. when I when I like I'm going on a road trip, the first thing I do is hit one of the the chapter. I think it's called Chapter Doof. Doof is the uh, the guy with the flaming ah, mm-hmm, guitar, mm-hmm. and like there's a song in the soundtrack that's just like do 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 do. It's fucking great. I love it. Anyway, Rudy, you guys pretty much listed off all of my favorites. Um, the okay, well one, then <laughs> one that didn't get mentioned that I really like. I didn't really think of it until I I pulled up a list. Children of Men. I pulled mm. that up to Children of Men yeah. and then an honorable mention hand, hands made, Handmaid's Tale, which is the same idea of like people not able to have babies. Um, Remember like women lose, lose the ability to have babies and then one lady pops up who's pregnant mm-hmm. and they have to kind of get her to like sanctuary while everyone's kind of fighting around her. Like there's one scene in that movie where it's like a one shot of yeah. them, you know, running through a pitch battle in a like a war torn kind of like apartment complex. Like that shit was was amazing. Like I, I I when I saw the list, I'm like, oh shit! How did I not think of that movie? That was a really good movie. I'll have to watch that uh, with uh, Clive Owen. Mm-hmm. I took that one. Has anyone ever seen a movie called uh, Night of the Comet? Night of the Comet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, it's a 1984 movie. Mm, I, it's no. an old it's an old campy 80s flick, but it's like um, a comet, you know, passes by the Earth and somehow takes out. Everyone, but it zombifies some people, and then so and like it focuses on a group of people who were, I think they were in a theater, but the theater had been an old bank or something that the the walls were lined with lead or whatever. So they survived. They survived it, and they come out, you know, the next day and like, fuck is everybody? And then it, you know, cue the eighties hardcore (laughs) hair metal 
<laughs> and this is one of those like wacky ass movies. That I what again? I've seen that movie a long time ago. And I didn't remember it until I brought up this list. I'm like, oh shit, I remember that movie too. That was fun. Like it wasn't like, it wasn't serious, but it was. I, I remember it being pretty good. That's fun. Like it still stuck with me all those years. One mm-hmm. one of the uh, questions I always like ask myself uh, was like, oh man, like these post apocalyptic things. It post apocalyptic things. It it's been the hardest thing. I know. Yeah. Yeah. We should have we should have came up with like a code word for this one or PA post pac. Uh, yeah, post pac. Oh, <laughs> um, Tupac is Tupacalypse now. I always think because you know I'm a big like fantasy nerd, right? Like I like World of Warcraft and Dragonlance and Dungeons and Dragons. It's like oh, it'd be cool to do a story. A post post poc uh, story like in one of those fantasy worlds, and like World of Warcraft kind of did it with one of their expansions called Cataclysm, where a dragon came out and destroyed mm-hmm. a bunch of things, and really it was just a reason that they could redo the world for flying. Um, but I realized it it'd be interesting, but the the fun of any of these movies is just seeing our world, the modern world, mm-hmm. be destroyed, or you know, and, and from a movie point of view, like. Mm-hmm just building those sets has got to be pretty fun of just like the, the plant life overtaking how quick or how Mm -hmm. quickly the plant life can overtake a building. And like, I don't know. Yeah. It there's, I think it could spread into other genres. Uh, like, I mean, Star Trek could do a post, no, uh, (laughs) but there we go. (laughs) There it is. But, (laughs) but I think it it just works really well with, with our modern world. And it it adds, it, it, to the uh, the theme of our show about conversation, uh, post apocalyptic show will always be just such a conversation starter because mm-hmm. it will always just be like, "What would you have done?" Mm-hmm. And that's great because that's that's what we like conversation. And yeah. as far as like uh, in the realm of like could possibly happen and 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 the way that it plays out happening, and even like we were talking about the, the plants overgrowing, I think for me uh, it would be the Last of Us. But as far as being fun as fuck, it'd be the Matrix. And it, as far as being funny, that would be the show uh, Last Man on Earth. Because, yeah, I would do what Will Forte does and just, like, fill a kiddie pool full of booze and just lay in it. <laughs> a little margarita mix. His, cool. his idea for plumbing is, is going to be my, if it ever happens, <laughs> that's what we're doing. It's going to be a, in a pool outdoors, the diving board, with the hole cut at the end of the diving board. And that's just where so you go. Jesus. <laughs> so fucking gross. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, real quick before, before we wrap um, Doug, you wouldn't consider the the discovery storyline where the the yes no okay thank you for bringing it up earlier today I was like I was like there it is I can bring Star Trek in I can bring it and I totally forgot it you brought it up right yes so (laughs) what is it the dilithium there you go the dilithium uh, the burn yeah the burn there you go that's what I was looking for (laughs) put your shit back on it's Star Trek time baby and look into my eyes. No, okay, yes, Dad. thank you so much. You get I I knew. <laughs> Let's get nuts. I oh man, yeah, it was killing me this whole time. It's like I know there was a Star Trek thing. Yes, uh, Star Trek Discovery started off as an episode that took place five years before Captain Kirk took the Enterprise, and then in That's season three, they flew way, 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 way far into the future, way past Picard, all that kind of stuff. But the main story point at that point was something had destroyed the majority of the dilithium crystals. And so warp technology, which is the way that the Federation and all the the different empires and stuff travel was pretty much gone. And so that was a good example of a post-apocalyptic world. I know. 
a post-apocalyptic world in that big sci-fi setting. And it was really interesting to see how, how much that sex, that quadrant of the galaxy um, changed as the Federation uh, lost its power because they could no longer go defend these outer worlds and they lost most of their fleet, just like other people lost a lot of their fleet. So like these different groups kind of like rose up. There was, it, it was, it was a really interesting thing uh, experience to see uh, from now. Unfortunately, on. Yeah, yeah, it was no, it was a really good story. Unfortunately, on, the reason not, for it was not go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, the, and it's not, not to spoil it, but they, when they finally spoil figured out it. what caused the burn, it was kind of like, Oh, really? Like, oh, I guess. I mean, yeah. they needed something to fix so that they can, everyone could have, you know, warp drive again. So, yeah. From now on, Doug, your job in every episode is, is <laughs> figure out how to bring Star Trek. That's the six degrees Trek. of separation with Star Wars. I mean, <laughs> Star, Star Trek. Trek. Yeah. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Well, I, you guys, I think we're going to be pretty safe in here because we go on for hours and hours with our conversations. By the time we walk out, it will be the apocalypse. So let's fucking wrap it it's up. It's happening right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm armed. Uh, let's wrap it up. You guys, uh, we have been the Hype Attack Podcast. Jermaine's armed. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Jesus, them guns. So uh, if we missed anything, if there's anything you want us to talk about, hit us up in the comments or the DMs. Uh, you can find us on TikTok and Instagram at The Hype Attack. Like, rate, review, check us out on all of the, the platforms. Yeah. And yeah, leave comments. I mean, the apocalypse conversation is one, like I said, is an easy one to talk about. So like, I don't know, tell us what things you would like need to to try to find in the apocalypse or something like give us give us something we'll read what would you do maybe yeah what would you do any last words before we go into the afterworld nope well guys until next time same time time. same Same channel channel. (laughs) hype attack